Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out living letters of the word. Amen. I met a man in the parking lot the other day. I'd never met him before, but he seemed like an amiable fellow. He was dressed in his camo on his way to go hunting or perhaps just to enjoy the great outdoors. After some pleasantries, he asked if I would unlock the chapel. He said he wanted to spend some time with God. I replied, of course, and I welcomed him into this place as best as I could. I gave him some space to say his prayers and let him know that I would be in my office working if he needed anything. A little while later, he appeared in my doorway. He thanked me for the parish's hospitality, and I told him that I hoped we would see him again, that services today were at 8 and 10. No time is a bad time for evangelism. I don't know about you, but experiences of God, like what our guest was looking for the other day, have been difficult to find during this pandemic, especially for an old Episcopalian, part of a sacramental tradition that finds God in things like bread and wine or hymns and incense. Connecting with God isn't easy over Zoom or Facebook Live. And so I appreciate what our guest needed the other day to enter a specific place, a place of great beauty and artistry, where centuries of prayers have been said and find his Lord. We find a similar experiential searching for God in today's gospel. We are in the very first chapter of John, the beginning of Jesus' earthly ministry, and he is calling his first disciples. But when Jesus meets his disciples, he does not say, in order to be my disciple, you must do X, Y, or Z, or you must believe this or that or the other thing. But he simply says, follow me. And later, when speaking with Nathaniel, Jesus did not, does not give him a test or a checklist, but simply tells him that he will see great things. The life of faith for these early disciples was not a life of law or rules, but an experience and connection, an experience of God and a connection with God that changed their lives and would change the world. And one of the best ways to experience God and connect with God is in the company of others. And at the risk of repeating myself, such community, such camaraderie, such fraternity isn't easy in the midst of a pandemic. Connecting with a friend or family member or neighbor behind a mask or on a phone isn't as powerful as a handshake or a hug or a cup of coffee. 
For when we as humans gather, God is among us. We can experience God in so many ways, the beauty of nature, the thrill of art, the sacraments and traditions of the church, but those are made exponentially more powerful when shared and experienced with our sisters and brothers in Christ. With the arrival of the vaccine, I pray that those connections will be part of our reality once more, and I hope we never forget and never take for granted the importance of those connections. I must confess that I am worried about our connections with one another, not merely because of the prudent separations of the past year or a concern that when the world is open again, we've gotten too comfortable on the couch and we won't venture forth to the store or the theater or the church. I am worried about the divisions between us and that the divisions between us are tearing us apart. And those tears are so painful and traumatic and raw that healing is beyond us. I worry, not that we can't heal, healing is always possible thanks to the miracle of Christ's resurrection, but I worry that we won't believe that healing is possible. And then those connections, those relationships, those communal efforts, those shared goals and ideals will just disappear. I'm reminded of someone who tried to heal the separations between us, someone we celebrate this weekend, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. And speaking of Dr. King, our friend and fellow parishioner Cheryl Welch, during Bible study last Wednesday, introduced me to something Dr. King wrote that I had never read or heard of before. Dr. King's Ten Commandments. I want to share a few of them with all of you today. Meditate daily on the teachings and life of Jesus. Walk and talk in the manner of love, for God is love. Pray daily to be used by God in order that all might be free. Observe with both friend and foe the ordinary rules of courtesy. Seek to perform regular service for others and for the world. Refrain from the violence of fist, tongue, or heart. If we, if I, even began to try to do some of those things, what a wonderful world this would be. Tomorrow, on Dr. King's Day, and this week, and as the year moves forward and Please, Lord, this pandemic begins to turn. I pray, and I hope you will pray too, for our connections with one another. May God bless us with strong communities that can endure any challenge. May God bless us with the wisdom to recognize the, way, the things that separate us. And may we, as disciples of Christ and lovers of neighbor, experience God once more. Amen.